What's up, y'all? Welcome back to Look at the Material podcast. I'm your host, BK, a licensed and intuitive body worker. I'm basically here to get my opinions off whenever I feel like it. (laughs) And from time to time, I talk about holistic wellness, which is how we take care of our mind, body, and spirit all at once. But I always want to look at the underlying social issues within this world of wellness. I'm also the co-creator of Kind Body Therapy, a mobile massage service and online wellness collective based in Dallas, Texas. Oh yeah, y'all gonna get these shameless plugs too. Thank you so much for joining me today, and I hope you enjoy the episode. What's up, family? I hope your week has started off without a hitch. I'm very excited for today's episode because we are going to get into some things that have been going down on the TikTok side of KBT, and it's a very interesting conversation for me. But before we get into all of that, let's start with a moment of gratitude. Today, I am grateful for the opportunity to mesh my degree in political science and my current career as a massage therapist in the same space. For a while, I convinced myself that my degree was worthless, that it had nothing to do with what I'm doing right now. But I've been finding new and creative ways to showcase both, especially in this space. Um, So I guess on that note, let's just go ahead and get into today's episode. So uh, maybe a week ago, I made a TikTok (laughs) talking about rather passionately, um, the experience that I have with non-Black clients and non-Black coworkers or bosses switching up the way that they speak, um, attempting to use AAVE whenever they're interacting with me. And this very specific reality that I have experienced all my life, where it is common knowledge or or based on observation, this non-Black person speaks a completely different way when it comes to their counterparts and then kind of in this reverse code switching type of way switch the way that they're speaking to me assuming that they're going to relate to me better um, assuming that all black people speak a certain way Um, and I talked about how it's very offensive to me and how the racial undertones are screaming out when this happens and Honestly, in a broader context, I've been hearing a lot of and seeing a lot of Black creators talk about the hmm, wide use of AAVE and how people are saying that it's slang and more specifically saying it's TikTok slang or Gen Z slang or internet slang. And they're not understanding that AAVE is a language. It has a linguistic code, just like English or Spanish or anything like that. And slang is, you know, a casual or vernacular term that you use um, to refer to something else. And I'll give you some examples later. But in this TikTok, yeah, I spoke about my frustrations with my coworkers, bosses, um, past and present, um, and clients that feel the need to switch up on me to relate to me, quote unquote, um, and and trying to use a language that I believe should solely belong to Black people. And I know that some, you know, Black people feel that way, but other Black people feel, you know, I don't care if they use AAVE. I don't really care. People can talk the way they want. And you know what? That's fine if they have that 
belief, but something that I need to speak about as someone with a degree in political science and African and African-American studies with a concentration in race and politics. It is my duty, I almost feel, to kind of talk about the cultural implications of gatekeeping AAVE um, and just the experience that Black people have, you know, with white people trying to speak our language, so to speak. Um this got a lot of heat on TikTok. And I want to just start off by saying, like, TikTok is just another beast. Like, I love the casual nature of it. I love the accessibility of it. But, you know, in my experience, I can speak into the void on Twitter, on Instagram. And, you know, random people are not rushing to my comments to, like, tell me I'm wrong or tell me I'm right. Um, I'm used to just kind of doing it without much fanfare. So when I uploaded this video and closed out TikTok, like I don't have any social media notifications. So I actually have to go to the app to see if, you know, anything new happened. And I saw the video had like 1800 views and 33 plus comments. And I was like, what? And I will say like from a mental health perspective, it was very jarring to see people telling me to shut up. Uh, seeing people say, you live in a gated community, you sound white, this isn't racist, oh my gosh, girl, who gives a fuck? Like, I mean, it was really jarring to see a bunch of random people coming for me in that way. And, uh, you know, my initial reaction was like, let me comment and tell these people how they don't know blank about blank and da da da. But I was like, why not just take this opportunity to show, um, to showcase like my degree and the knowledge that I have and how Yes, I was speaking from my experience as a black massage therapist in a hyper white, high end spa space, but I also have like practical and theoretical knowledge on this stuff. So let's really get into the weeds of this. So in my experience, I've seen that, you know, wellness accounts, wellness practitioners, um, you know, feel the need to uphold this pure, clean, green, organic, if you will, you know, persona online. And I feel like that's great. And there's definitely a space for that because there's enough chaos in this world, right? But I've been fortunate enough to follow wellness practitioners, not really in massage therapy, but in yoga and also in the nutrition space, add that racialized element because we like to think that being in a quote unquote positive or zen uh, career field just absolves us from racism and absolves us from white supremacy and capitalism and all these things um, that are ever present in our world that are embedded into, you know, the bedrock of our country and our in our world. Um, and that's not true. So, you know, as I spoke about in my moment of gratitude, like this is a beautiful opportunity for me to showcase my knowledge from the degree, the, the material that I studied for four years and, you know, my experience as a massage therapist in this world of wellness. And in particular, I before this, I worked in like a kind of like mid to high end chiropractic office. And now I work in like a, a high end spa. And so I'm dealing with, you know, wealthier majority white populations and I have seen a difference working in the lower Greenville uptown area that uh, I see a lot more black and non you know non-white clients um, but by and large it's women with huge diamond rings Louis V bags like <laughs> these are the people that I'm dealing with so I see them interacting with the front desk lady who three out of four of our front desk ladies are white and they're, you know, yes, you know, you know, speaking, you know, speaking their, their, their tone, because look, we're not going to be dense and, 
um, not recognize that there are clear, you know, uh, inflection and tone differences with how people who are racialized as white and people who are racialized as black speak, right? Like there is, there is this difference. And even in a uh, TV and film, you can see the whole Valley girl persona speaking with a high pitched tone with kind of the question mark inflection at the end, you know, we can, we can notice these differences. So, you know, once they turn that corner and see that I'm black and I hear the switch up, that offends me and it's racist. And let me tell you why it's racist. Because you are assuming, you, you know, being a general term, you know, you are assuming that because this person is black, they speak a certain way that you've probably heard in a Medea movie or somewhere online. And you feel like, oh, okay, let me relate to her because she certainly doesn't speak the way I speak. So let me try to speak her language. Number one, it's really presumptive for you to think that I speak a certain way but also to kind of stereotype me in your head and say, oh, she's black, she must speak this way, so let me alter the way I speak and so she can understand me or something like that. It, it really diminishes um, who I am as a person and it's offensive and annoying to me. And so my TikTok was really just explaining, like, I hate when, you know, bosses, coworkers, clients switch up the way that they speak to me because they think that they're going to relate to me. And they're also abusing AAVE which let's just go ahead and segue because what is AAVE? Because I've seen a lot of people talk about, well, everyone uses slang. Newsflash, and this is going to rock your world, honey. AAVE and slang are two different things. We can clearly look at a definition of AAVE and see that, um, let's see, our good old sis Wikipedia. African-American vernacular English, also referred to as Black English, Black English vernacular, or occasionally Ebonics, back in the day it was called Ebonics, is the variety of English spoken, particularly in working class urban communities in the United States, predominantly black, by African Americans. And even deeper, um, my first year of college, I learned from um, God rest his soul, Dr. Troy Allen, he taught us that African American vernacular English is a result of folks who were African on the African continent. Uh, being being taken through the Atlantic slave trade and brought to the Americas and forced to speak English. They were not allowed to speak in their native tongue. And so they developed this kind of linguistic code to say, when we're trying to say this English word, this is how we say it. Like literally trying to parse together their language, um, whichever language that was, because there's so many different dialects and languages on the African continent and English. And so here we have... Um, you know, a, a new language that's born, A-A-V-E. Slang is like using the word weed when you mean marijuana or using the term buzz when you mean you got really drunk last night. Like, do you see the difference? Slang is is just a casual term that you use, um, you, know, in ca in, you know, in casual speak when you're referring to something else. A-A-V-E is a language. Here's an example, uh, present perfect. Um, let's say um, we're talking about someone who has been ready for a while. Standard English is she has been ready for a while. AAVE is she been ready. She been ready. Nah, she been ready. Another example, standard English. He doesn't work there. She walks to school. AAVE, he don't work there no more. She walked to school. So the S is dropped, things like that, or even like fixing to, 
or um, I'm going to go ask him a question. These, th This is not someone speaking unintelligibly or in unintelligibly. This is someone using a literal linguistic code to express something. And that's why you see memes and you see Black people talk about all the time online how when white people try to speak AAVE, thinking that it's slang, not knowing that there is a literal linguistic code you need to follow, they say words, you know, like, yes, queen, she be no cap. And it's like, it doesn't make any sense because these aren't just like words that are made up that were willy-nilly tossed around, you know, when you, words mean things, phrases mean things. And, you know, you, you know, there are conjugations, there are, you know, present perfect, third person singular absence, like there, it, it's a, it's a language. And so a lot of people in the comments were like, um, you know, what if someone grew up around black people and that's just how they speak? Yeah. I'm from Shreveport, Louisiana. Let me just say that. So, um, people in the South know white people who have lived, you know, in the, you know, in their neighborhood right next door, baby, that's just how she talked. Okay. She, she couldn't code switch if she tried code switching being, you know, the practice of alternating between two or more languages. Like there's a way that I speak with my homegirls and there's a way that I speak with the sales clerk at Macy's. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> we're definitely code switching, but I'm not speaking, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about people who very clearly were not raised in this environment that do not speak in AAVE in a normal basis, but see who I am and try to switch to that because I'm Black. That is the specific reality that I'm talking about. And that's why I wasn't going to go bar for bar, comment for comment, because I'm like, y'all need to go back to the, read the directions, baby. Go, go back to the original video and look at what I said. Everyone, and, and that's the thing that makes me very suspect about, you know, non-Black folks in the comments that are like, well, what if they were just raised? What if they were raised like that? What if, you know, they're just, it's called the chameleon effect. When you're raised in a certain area, you just take on the characteristics of your, that's not what I'm talking about. And these like, what about-isms, it's, it's undermining my experience and it's undermining um, the message that I'm trying to get get across right now, or it's attempting to undermine that. Because, you know, there were 33 comments, but there were like 400 likes and now over 2000 views. So, I mean, obviously people agree and understand what I'm talking about in that, in that case. Um, so, I mean, honestly, it's something that black people face all the time. It's something that um, I face all the time growing up um because i also saw comments that said that i sound like i live in a gated community <laughs> and uh, a fellow massage therapist said that i sound stereotypically white and not everything is a racist issue and you know the harsh reality of you telling me that i sound white is that um my mother along with a lot of black mothers sent their kids to private schools, Montessori schools, um, majority white schools, gifted and talented programs where I was one of one or one of two black people in my entire class or, you know, in the entire grade. And um, yeah, the chameleon effect happened to me where I'm surrounded by these people. I was vigorously trying to assimilate and try not to be different because, you know, I'm a dark-skinned black woman and have been a dark-skinned black girl. So, 
there's not much assimilating I can really do. I'm not light skinned. I'm not mixed race. Like there, there's not that many things that white people can look at me or non-black people can look at me and say, okay, we're alike in some way. So changing the way that I spoke um, was a way to navigate that. And it's gotten me through a lot of spaces because I didn't speak because I was able to code switch between the two. Um, from both black people and white people i you know have been called oreo white girl so honestly these comments were a little bit triggering but you know my my skin is thick and i was just kind of like there's nothing you can really say to me right now that's going to make me not talk about this right so i kind of wanted to go to the comments section and highlight a couple things because i did say in my response tiktok that i was not going to go comment for comment because that's not good for my mental health but that I was gonna kind of go through the comments and break down a couple things that I thought needed to be pointed out <sighs> okay so honestly now that I'm looking at the comments I feel like I've addressed a lot of this but um, so literally off the top, people can be raised in an environment where AAVE is commonly used and it's called the chameleon effect. So no, it's probably not racist. It was taught. That's literally not what I'm saying. And then someone responds and says, that's true, but there's people who don't talk like that, who completely change how they talk when talking to a POC specifically. And I wouldn't say POC, person of color. I would say black because you know how they created that term BIPOC. Yeah, the B in BIPOC is black and the POC, the POC in POC, BIPOC is person of color. That's a completely different thing. Um, and, and it's my opinion um, that non-black people and that's why I say non-black people because it's not just white people. I feel like non-black people are just as um, non-black, non-white, you know, people are just as guilty of using AAVE, calling it slang. And it's just like, but you wouldn't touch a black person with a 10 foot pole. And that's really the root of it. Like you would never, these people that are like trying to defend using AAVE and not really understanding their place would be the first to use our culture, wear our culture. But as soon as someone, a part of the culture is explaining their experience, it's, well, people were raised that way. And girl, you can't police how people are, uh, how people talk and that's just slang not even trying to understand the culture not even trying to like you know inquire of okay well what does this mean because i thought aave was slang not even knowing that's two different things not even knowing the history not even having black people in their circle like it's just something that you consume and and you know this is the same thing kind of with n-word but really now with the um like AAVE has been embedded into the global lexicon, meaning like you cannot escape AAVE. It's been used in marketing tactics. It's been used um, when people are writing scripts for non-Black people. Like it, it's it's up for consumption, but no one wants to actually appreciate the people that it came from or even credit the people that it came from. And I did see someone say that um, this type of quote unquote slang is used in LGBTQ communities. Yes, thank you, Black queer people. Yes, thank you, Black queer creators who developed. And really, I would like to say that technology has advanced and like expanded and modernized AAVE. 
So it's not used as like a navigation tool anymore for us. It's something that's fun and something we can play with and something that we understand because it's our language, but it did not derive from the internet. And I think that's where the confusion is coming from. And also when we talk about, oh, well, yes, queen is used by gay people. Yes, black gay people and black gay folks, black queer folks can tell you how white gay folks, because racism happens in the gay community too, guys. Like, let, let, let's be very clear. Let's be very clear. Um, they have been stolen from. And now white gays, white queer folk are the poster children for yes, queen, honey, mama, eight down. Like, that's our stuff too. And so, um, yeah, I don't know if I've said this on this episode already before, but yeah, I'm I'm a proponent for, you know, Black folks gatekeeping AAVE as much as we can. It's really hard in this global community. It's very hard on the internet, but I think it's so important for Black creators like myself um, to speak about these topics and to really, um, you know, bring these conversations to the surface because obviously, I mean, I've, this TikTok is up to 44 comments of people just literally like, missing the point saying what if the said person grew up with a lot of black people like you know what I mean like y'all aren't even I I was gonna go comment for comment but most of these people like literally just didn't even read the assignment and they're speaking out of the side of their neck so yeah um I just kind of feel like you know my place as an LMT is you know not compromised by me talking about these things. I'm not going to separate who I am, what I've studied from, you know, being a licensed massage therapist. And, you know, I'm like I said on my Instagram story on KBT's Insta, you know, I'm not the first and I'm not going to be the last wellness practitioner to speak up about racism within the wellness community. It's not just Zen. It's not just positive. It's not just like, oh, move your body, whatever. Like, no, I'm going to speak about these things, especially whenever they happen in my firsthand experience. So I really hope you guys learned something from today's episode. I hope some people that saw the TikTok, that saw uh, my call to come to LATM and listen to this episode. I hope y'all are here and learning something from this. Learn something from this. Learn. Yeah. America's Next Top Model folks, stand up. But anyway, uh, thank you so much for tuning in today. Um, I really want to bring conversations like this to LATM. You know, this is like my jam. Um, But especially whenever I can kind of relate it back to my world as a licensed massage therapist. And, you know, there is honestly in closing, like there's a lot of smiling racism. You know, racism does not have to happen under a white cloak with a pointed tip, if you know what I mean. It's usually casual and smiling and with quote unquote good intentions. And those types of racism um, need to be pointed out. Like even I'm paraphrasing, but Martin Luther King spoke about it's not necessarily the KKK member that we need to be deeply afraid of. It's it's the white moderate. It's it's the person that believes that they're a do-gooder, a person that feels like they're fighting the power, um, but are offending um, folks in the process, being racist in these very subtle but violent ways. Um, and especially in in a community that promotes wellness, you would be surprised at what comes to the forefront in this space. So let me know what you think about this episode. I might put a poll or something interactive at the end of this just to kind of gauge your engagement with this episode. Um, 
you can definitely let me know how you felt about this at Kind Body Therapy on Instagram at LATM Pod on Instagram as well. Definitely share this with a friend and I hope you guys have a great day. Bye.